الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف يأتي الله مقوم يحبهم ويحبونه يحبهم ويحبونه أذلة على المؤمنين أعزة على الكافرين يجاهدون في سبيل الله ولا يخافون لومة لائم ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله واسع عليم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم لا يدركني زمان ولا تدرك زمانا لا يتبع فيه العليم ولا يستحيا فيه من الحليم او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama-i kiram brothers and elders every person who is saying who is understanding who has intelligence then he works according to priorities whatever is the priority that is what he will attend to first that is what he will give greater importance to that is what he will be more concerned about a person has his life and he has his wealth also if his life is in danger and in order to save his life he has to part with his wealth then he'll part with his wealth and save his life because that's the priority that wealth will inshallah come again but the life once it's gone is gone so if he has to make this choice between the two then he'll try to protect his life because that's the priority so likewise just as a person will protect his life and part with his wealth more important than his life itself is his iman that is the highest priority in the life of a mu'min he can give everything away if he has to part with his life also to protect his iman then he will first protect his iman so this is that greatest wealth greatest bounty and greatest gift that allah taala has blessed us with and that anybody could be blessed with and this gift of iman is something that has to be guarded and protected at every cost in the quran sharif allah taala speaks about those who don't protect this iman in this ayat of the quran sharif that allah taala mentions and addresses the believers that ya ayyuhal ladina amanu may yartadda minkum an deeni and if anybody renegades anybody forsakes his iman anybody leaves his iman then allah taala is not in need of us we are in need of him fasawfa ya'ti allah biqaumi yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna allah taala says that if you do not protect this iman you do not value it you do not treasure it you do not give it due importance and if allah forbid somebody even goes to the point of rejecting it allah taala says that this is no loss to allah taala if the whole world every single human being becomes an ardent believer in allah taala that doesn't increase allah taala's majesty and grandeur in any way 
And na'uz billah, if everybody rejects him, that doesn't decrease anything from him. So Allah Ta'ala says, if everybody also, if anybody reneges, turns away, Allah Ta'ala will bring somebody else in his place. And they will be such people, yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna. They will love Allah Ta'ala, Allah will love them. They will not be those kind of people that are disloyal, that don't have that commitment and firmness in their iman. Allah Ta'ala will bring people who will be very committed, very loyal to Allah Ta'ala. And they will strive in the path of Allah Ta'ala. They will not be concerned about who has any comments to make, any criticism. This is the gift of Allah Ta'ala that will come to them. Now in this ayat, Allah Ta'ala speaks about those who renege, those who turn away, those who forsake their iman. This was something that was meant to still happen and the message was being given beforehand. That there was a time that came when Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq was appointed the Khalifa after the demise of Rasulullah And at that time some people who had recently come into Islam, not long before the passing of Nabi after the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah, many tribes from far and wide had come. Many people had just barely come for a short while and gone. So they didn't get that chance to really embed Iman in their hearts. Many had just come to protect themselves from any kind of, from their just a political level of protection. They weren't truly committed to Islam. So when Nabi Islam left this world, they announced that they have gone out. So Abu Bakr immediately prepared the armies to be sent to check these people. At that time many Sahaba came and they tried to advise him that look this is not the time to send out these armies because Madina Munawwara is in a very very delicate situation. The enemies are now looking at Madina Munawwara with wide eyes, open eyes and they are preparing actually to launch an attack. If these armies are sent out to go and bring to book those who have left Iman, what will happen to Madinah Munawara? Abu Bakr stood very firm. He said, come what may, this must be checked because this is the greatest problem. People leaving their Iman is the greatest problem. And when finally others also realize that this is something that he is 100% convinced about and they also saw the light in it. They also realize that this is the greatest priority. They supported him. And in any case, then this tide of kufr was turned. So this was the greatest priority was given to this compared to even protecting Madinah Munawara at the time. Now this was a blatant form of irtidad, blatant form of reneging where people actually announced they're leaving the fold of Islam. Unfortunately, from time to time, this still happens. Sometimes a Jamaat goes and knocks on the door of somebody and that person says, don't come back to my house, I have na'uzubillah turned away, I know more Muslim. This kind of blatant kufr still unfortunately happens. So while this is also something that whenever it happens, it creates a shock. And rightly so. That people sometimes will call or ask, that what do we do, how do we address this person, how do we try and bring him back. That this is something that has really shaken everybody. So rightly so, this is a case, a person has left Iman, he has lost everything. But sometimes this irtidad happens in a more subtle way. When it happens blatantly, everybody is in rightly in shock. But when it happens subtly, sometimes 
nobody blinks an eyelid. Everybody is quite fine with it. Because nobody knows the better. One person was communicating with one, he got proposed. And now because he's proposed, he thought that now everything is licensed for him, whereas that's obviously not the case. Till the nikah is not performed, any communication is haram. So in any case, this person now started communicating with this girl. Now he comes to find out, is it correct to... St- can I go ahead and still marry this girl? What's the problem? She says, well, in the cause of the communication, she now suddenly is talking something very different. She says that, how can we really believe that the Qur'an is the word of Allah Ta'ala? Now she is a person who calls herself a Muslim. She perhaps even performs a salah, Allah knows. And in every sense she regards herself as a Muslim, but she is questioning the Qur'an Sharif being the word of Allah Ta'ala. She says, well, this is... We're just taking the word of one man. Na'uzu billah, that Nabi Wasallam could he have lied about the Qur'an Sharif being the word of Allah Ta'ala? That even the most uh, staunch enemies of Nabi Wasallam, who refused to accept him and believe in him, refused to accept the deen that he brought, but when they wrote his biography, they had to state very, very clearly that he was a person of total honesty and trustworthiness, he was a person of impeccable character. Those who were his arch enemies who lived on kufr till the end. But when they had to write his biography, they had to accept this. So is he going to be truthful and honest with mankind and lie against Allah Ta'ala? Na'uzubillah. But yet this was the case that this girl is now questioning that how can we accept this? Now this is a clear statement of kufr. And she's carrying her, li- her life as a Muslim, she's regarding herself as such. But if she lives her life in this manner and finishes off on this manner, then she's died on kufr. And nobody takes any notice of it because it is such a subtle thing. And if somebody doesn't know the better, then he just takes it as one of those things, nothing. And without with the kind of the flood of things that are coming through the media and through social media and all kinds of other magazines and books and whatever else people are entertaining all kinds of thoughts and ideas and before one knows it one's iman is either in danger or even gone Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us in India at the time when the British were ruling there was one person who was very high in a high position in the British government in India Lord Macaulay now this is actually to try and understand that where does this come from? One is the media as we spoke about. Another very major direction from where this kufr and irtidad comes is from the education that our children are being given. In their schools and wherever else. One child came with a project, a grade 3 child. He came with a project on what? On a silo camp. Now the parents had never heard about this. The father wanted to know what's this silocanth all about. You can't even pronounce it correctly if you don't know how to pronounce it. The spelling is something totally different from the pronunciation. So in any case, after checking what is this silocanth all about, this is according to their so-called fallacy of evolution, this is the starting point. This is the missing link as they call it or whatever. Now a child in grade 3 is being taught that the seeds of this fallacy of evolution are being planted in his heart and mind. That fallacy which contradicts ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. All the ayats of the Qur'an Sharif which Allah Ta'ala speaks about the creation of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, this so-called 
theory of evolution which is a fallacy in reality, it contradicts and negates all desires. Now the seeds of that kufr are being planted in the heart of the child doesn't know better. He's only learning something about a so-called silocan. But this is a seed that is being planted. And later on, as from time to time, tragically, people, people find out that one person said to his father or his grandfather that I don't even know whether I believe in all these things about Ramadan and fasting and all these things. I don't even know whether I believe in it. Nauzubillah, this is already taking him out of Islam and Iman. Where it started off from? From all these seeds that were planted. So a person has to be hyper-conscious. What these children are coming back with? So as we explaining in India, this person who was in this high-ranking position in government, he one day stated very clearly, and this is still recorded in archives which are available, which can be seen on certain websites on the internet, and he says that the people that I've seen here in this country are people of a very high moral level and great high level of ethics and morals. This was before the British corrupted them, obviously. He says that I've traveled the length and breadth, I haven't seen a beggar, I haven't seen a thief. So he says, if you want to defeat these people, we will have to break their backbone. Obviously they've got an agenda. That if you have to defeat these people, we'll have to break their backbone. And what is their backbone? Their backbone, he stated later, was their culture and spirituality. This is their backbone. So if you want to defeat them, we will have to defeat them by breaking their backbone. And how will we do this? Now it was already clear that they, you know, the days are numbered. Soon they are going to have to leave this country. So he says when we will leave from here, before we leave, we will change their education, the ancient education system. Now that ancient education system, the talim that had come down from Rasulullah and that way of imparting deen in its pristine purity, he says will change their so-called in inverted commas ancient, whereas to us that's golden, will change their ancient education system and by the time we leave, we'll leave such people behind who will be Indian in blood and color. Outwardly they look at it as Indians. And they will be Indians in blood, but they will be English in their taste, in their views, in their opinions, in their ethics. In their taste, in their preferences, what their likes and dislikes will be. How they like to live their life, how they like to dress, how they like to conduct their weddings and functions. What will be their preferences in all this? They'll be English in everything. They'll be English in their views, they'll be English in their opinions, they'll be English in their ethics. Only thing is, they'll have an outer appearance of being Muslims. This was the agenda, and this was the program. And how? By changing the education system. By bringing things in the education system, which will leave a person with, as in one hadith, Nabi Wasallam has explained this, Allah's Nabi Wasallam made dua. This dua highlights the lesson actually. The Nabi Wasallam made dua, and these dua were lessons for the ummah. And Nabi Islam says, Allahumma la yudrikni zamanun. Ya Allah, let not such a time come upon me. Then Nabi Islam addresses the Sahaba, Wala tudriku zamanun. May you also never have to see such a time. What time? La yuttaba'u fihil alim. That where the knowledgeable people, those of true knowledge will not be followed. A person will do what he wishes. He'll follow what he wants. He will open, go to Mufti Google for his fatwas. He will try to find out what he should do and what he shouldn't do from the sources directly. Though he doesn't have any knowledge, he doesn't have the mastery, but 
In deen, everybody becomes an expert. A person has some physical ailment, then he needs to see a doctor. He needs to do some, some small little construction, he needs to see the engineer. And anything else in the world, he needs to see the experts. But come deen, come the Quran and Sunnah, then everybody is an expert. The person who has just merely read some translation of the Quran Sharif also is an expert. So, la alim. The people of true knowledge will not be followed. People follow what they want. And the elders, the seniors of the society, of the family will not be respected or honored. A person won't know who is his father, who is his uncle. Uncle is far away, he won't know his father also. Why should I follow who? What? It's my life. I'll live how I want. Why should somebody dictate to me? And then Nabi Islam says, Qulubuhum Qulubul A'ajim wa alsinatuhum alsinatul Arab. That their hearts would have been transformed into the hearts as we will call it westernized hearts. Though the tongues will be eloquent Arabic. A person will speak Arabic very fluently and eloquently. Arabic is the best language and this is a language of Jannat. But not with the, at the expense of the heart and soul. So Nabi Islam is saying, Ya Allah, I'm asking your protection from such a time. But people's tongues will be eloquent Arabic, but their hearts would have become westernized because of the influences that come from all different directions. So this is the aspect that is of greatest importance, the aspect of the protection of our Imam. And to the extent that we will make an effort for this in our homes, in our families, in our societies, in our communities, then this Imam will be protected. That small little material possessions that we have, those meager insignificant things, that too we take steps to protect it. What about the protection of our Iman? The protection of the Iman of our children, of our families, from all these subtle kufr that is coming. And from all the influences of nafs and shaitan. So this effort that is required is at every level. The effort of the madaris, the masajid, the efforts of the taskiyah and tasawwuf, and the effort of Dawat and Tabligh, all this is towards the protection of this Iman. And for this is all the efforts that take place, the efforts that take place in our masjids, the ta'aleem that takes place, the gush and other efforts that take place, and the ijtimas that take place, all for the same purpose, nothing else. That how to protect this greatest wealth that we have, our greatest asset. So inshallah in this regard, next weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 19, 20, 21 of March, is this ijtima taking place in Ladysmith. For the same object and purpose, to protect this greatest wealth that we have, the greatest wealth that our children possess. When we leave this world, we have to make sure that we have left them with the protection of their iman. So Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq, we should take the effort and time to be present at this istima with this intention, that how we become more conscious of our own iman, and our iman of our children, and we can make an effort and they can make an effort for our protection of our iman. Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.